let's get this show started now that you are here. I've been waiting for you. Now you're here. The party begins, and I can't wait for us to get cranking on this show. And so being here, we're going to explore and expand and unlayer that which will help you as a leader succeed where others have failed. And this is a place to get there from your experience and versatile and well-rounded podcast host. I will take you on this journey that will help you become the leader that everyone loves and wants to follow. Yes, my friend, that's what's going to happen today. And we are going to take you on a, I'm going to take you on a special journey. So sit tight and fasten your seatbelt because I'm going to take you on a journey. Me good friend. Let's go. Me friend, me friend, me friend. We take a street Yes, my friend. You know you're in for a great show as we warmed you up with some Bob Marley. So let's kind of get cranking right now. Here we go. Welcome to the Kingsley Grant Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emotelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, sitting behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another show. And it is from the show that's been voted number three on the top 15 podcasts on emotional intelligence by Spot, And so I am excited that you are listening to one of the top shows right now. And I'm in the command center of the Emotelligent Leadership Institute, where I'm going to dig into the vault and get today's show so that what you've come for, you will have. So let me reach in right here and get today's show. There it is. I got it. I got it. And put it down right here. And now we can dive into today's show. And on today's show, we are going to, of course, do a solo show because you have yours truly, the maestro at the controls, right? This is the man himself that you have heard just recently, just a few moments ago, being introduced. Well, what can I say? When you're good at what you do, you're good at what you do, right? <laughs> hey, hey, don't don't get offended. Don't get offended. It's okay. It's just me. You know your boy. I just like to at times mess around and and this is one of those things I do because we are especially in 2020 as I record this, we need some levity. We we need some some things that causes us to kind of breathe and and exhale. Right, So we just don't need to be so tense. And especially as a leader, make sure you know how to have fun and laugh at yourself. And sometimes be absurd. Just be okay with that. 
it's okay. Now, let's get into then what we are here to talk about, and that is why your emotional self-awareness is the most important skill you will need to succeed as a leader. He said, Kingsley, the most important skill? Are you saying that of all the skills they are, this is the most important? Well, I want to go on a limb and just say yes. Because if you don't master this skill, every other skill is meaningless. And I I go on record to say that. Now, you're going to hear me share other skills in future episodes that I'll also tag as important. And they are within their own rights. But the most important is this one. Your emotional self-awareness. And I'll make the case for that in a few moments, why I believe that, why I say that. Now, before we get going into that, I want to just say thank you so much for joining us today. If this is your first time, now we've been waiting, but I'm glad you made your way here. And so now that you're here, let this be the show that you subscribe to so that every episode that comes out, you will be notified. Yes, you'll be notified. So thank you for being here. Now, if this is your second, third, fourth, fifth, umpteenth time, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know from the bottom of my heart what this means to me. It tells me that you are the one who's helping me to get the show spread around the world, which it has and is. And I'm so grateful for that. You're the one who share this episode, this show with others. You're the one who leaves a rating and review on your platform that you listen to, especially Apple Podcasts. Now, so you're the one that does that. So I a big thank you, and I appreciate that. And my friend, without adding one, add one more last thing, not without, adding one last thing, and that is this show is being brought to you by Kingspire Communication, where we help leaders get better results in having better relationships, making better decisions, and improving work performance. And in doing so, that increases engagement in the workplace, increases productivity, and increases retention of your best people. That is the promise that you'll get from us at Kingspire Communication. If you want to know more about how to get that, head over to kingsleygrant.com, kingsleygrant.com, and connect with us, and let's see if we can work together, if it's something that we can help you with through speaking, training, and or coaching. So I look forward to hearing from you. Now let's dive into why I say your emotional self-awareness is the most important skill you will need to succeed, hands down. Okay, Kingsley, that's a big claim. I hope you can back that up. Well, like I'm going to try. Now, let us begin to just kind of just define what is self-awareness. What does that involve? Because that's very important. We understand the term. I'm sure you have heard this before. Now, some people, when they hear the word self-awareness, they immediately say, oh, I'm self-aware. 
and they begin to describe, right? They begin to describe how self-aware they are of themselves, how um, of their confidence, their competencies, and all that. Now, that's important, and that's part of emotional intelligence. And I'll talk about that in future episode. But what I'm talking about is something deeper, something more important, because you can have all of that, as you know. Maybe you have, and you know people who do, but yet are not the best leaders at all. They they really are are jerks, really. <laughs> sort of say that, but that's true. Because sometimes that comes with arrogance and narcissism. And, and who wants to be around someone like that? Who wants to be around? And that if that is something that you have heard people have said to you about yourself, hey, don't just push back and ignore and reject that. Check with them. Ask them. What is it that they've seen in me that would lead them to that conclusion? Remember now, leadership is about partnership. I wrote about this in my book. If you have not yet picked up a copy of my book, The Immortelligent Leader, Succeed Where Others Failed and Become the Leader Everyone Loves and Wants to Follow, make sure you go and get a copy of that. It's available on Amazon in both print and in electronic form. But I talk about this very idea of you being able to be to in, in a leadership arena that leadership is partnership. And by that I mean you and your people that you're leading partner. You co-create what it is you're looking to do. It's not just you, it's you and them. And it's important to hear back from them and not ignore what it is they're trying to tell you. They might be trying to tell you something that would save your leadership and some, and maybe save other relationships. Maybe the way you're behaving in the workplace, that is the way you're be- behaving at home and it may be costing you in your relationship with your spouse or your children or maybe in friendship relationships. How often have I spoken to people or coached with people and one of the things they will point out is something like this, but I challenge them to do what I'm saying here, to take some time and not ignore. And I, I kind of break this down in my book about what that looks like because it requires vulnerability. It requires you saying, you know, I don't know it all and I'm willing to learn. Will you help me? That is what leaders do are part of what leaders do. This is active leadership, right? There's active leadership. You know, there's something that's called active listening. You may have heard that before. And active listening simply means that you're actively listening by reflecting back what you're hearing, asking questions for clarity, and you're actively engaged in that moment. That is what leadership is all about as well, active leadership. And this is important. So self-awareness of that type it's okay, it's good, but a deeper aspect of it, which I am talking about here, is the ability that you have to read your own emotions, to read your emotions, know what they are, identify them, and, and recognize the impact they're having on people. What I just said could be that the feedback you were receiving is about your emotions and how it's impacting people. And you're not even aware of that. 
Because you see, there's a blind side that we all have. And many times we don't know what we don't know until we know what we didn't know. And don't ask me to say that again. Rewind the, rewind the audio and you can hear that a second time. That's the beauty, right, of being able to get this whenever you want to. Stop, listen, stop when you want to, start when you want to, rewind when you want to. And that may be a good thing to rewind. As a matter of fact, it may be a good tweet or a post on social media, but make sure that you give me the credit. Yeah, I'm going to come get you if you don't. (laughs) So reading your own emotions. Now, so many people don't even know what emotions are. You know, according to Talent Smart, and this is an international company that a company that surveys and work with and uh, research and over a million people. And they found that 62% of people worldwide, 62% of people, almost two thirds of people do not know what their emotions are, cannot identify their emotions. I would almost dare say some people don't even know what to look for. You know, in my presentations, when I do trainings on leadership and I get into this area of emotions, I talk about the four core emotions and how the different variances of those are and how you can look for that. But you start with the first, the four core emotions, right? And and those are mad, sad, glad, and scared. And, and there are meanings behind that. And they, they all fit within a certain frame of your life, right? So if they fit into past, present, and future. And, and so we, we have to identify and know what it is we're feeling, what our emotions are. Now, sometimes people, especially men, and if you are one like myself, we tend to shy away from the word emotions because we are hearing emotional and we don't want to be emotional. That is not tough and that is not masculine. We don't want to know. <laughs> That's a problem. That's a problem, and that is really a myth. And unfortunately, like myself, many of us men have grown up with not being able to express our emotions. So we are very, very not much aware. We're very much removed from emotions, what they are, to recognize. Women, on the other hand, have a better chance of doing this than we do, which is a very important thing, and it's something they have over us men, and I won't go beyond that even at this point. But it's a recognize, read your own emotions and recognize the impact. You will not recognize the impact of your emotions unless someone else tells you because you are not the right person to gauge that. You are not the right person to say what that looks like. You just don't have, now, and it's not an, uh, a charge against your ability and your capacity. No, it's just that you don't know yourself beyond what you know of yourself. It takes somebody else to tell you about something about yourself that you did not know to help you to know. And that is one, the thing of the emotions. For example, you don't you don't see your face, your facial expression when you're using certain words or talking to certain people or discussing certain matters, certain topics. Now, the people around you see that and they may try to tell you but you're simple. You push back and say, no, that's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm trying to say. Right then and there, you miss an opportunity to make better an emotion, an emotional reaction that you're having because you did not listen. 
So you have to read your own emotions and recognize the impact, but you recognize the impact because of the feedback you also you receive from other people. Self-awareness also involves knowing your strengths and your limits, your limitations, right? So it's, it's knowing about yourself, and this can come through assessments, of course, what are your strengths, but you pretty much know, have an idea where your strengths are. And, and we're and having a, a sense of self-confidence around that. I know my strength is communication. I know my strength is coaching. I know my strength is listening. These are part, these are some of my strengths. I know that I'm confident in these areas. Now I know some people say, Kingsley, here we go, being cocky and arrogant. No, my friend is understanding who I am and what it is I know about myself. And I've learned that through, of course, feedback, becoming better at it, and studied it, taught it, researched it, coached it, spoken about it. So, you know, we could go on and on. But it's knowing your strengths and limitations and your limits. So I know my limitations as well. I know the areas which I'm not as strong in. And that is the area I have a hard time sometimes acknowledging or admitting to. That is one of those things that we have a problem with, especially, again, men. I know I do, and many men I've met and worked with also have this issue. And maybe you're one of those, if you're a man listening right now, you might have this problem because you don't want to admit and acknowledge your limitations. So people call them weaknesses. I don't call them weaknesses. I just call them limitations or not your area of strengths. Now, because you don't have an area of strength, doesn't mean you're weak in that area. It's just that it's not as pronounced. It's not on the on the level as other areas are. That's what it is. But it's a strength, but it's not as strong. So some people call it weakness. I just say it's simply you you don't have a a strong um, area, and could and it could be also you don't necessarily care about that thing as much as you care about other areas, and that's okay. So. Knowing your strengths and your limitations and limits so that when you are in a setting, you are able to work your strengths and then pass on. And this is so the beauty about leadership, what I say about succeeding in this area. So you see what I'm talking about? When you're able to identify these things and know the moving parts, knowing your strengths, knowing your limitations, what your limits are, your limits, right? And being able then to delegate being able to, to call upon someone who have the strengths that you may not have in that one area, utilize them and collaborate. And that's why I, I talk about this in my book, that leadership is partnership, is pulling people together and together we win. It's the whole team. It's a whole team effort. It's not just you. You only happen to be the person out front that happened to corral everyone and making us, those who are following you, more successful. And and there's a way to go about doing that, of course, where it's very, not just the tactics of that, but also the sensitivity, which is a, either the other part of uh, competency of emotional intelligence, which is social competency, where it has about social awareness and relationship management. And I'll cover that in a later episode. But this is so key. And why I'm taking this time is because if you don't get this right, then you will not get the other parts right. If you don't get this part right, you will not get the other parts right. So it also involves knowing your strengths. Now, my question is, do you know what your strengths are? And do you know what your limits are? Let me go one step further. Do you know what your strengths are? 
And do you acknowledge and admit what your limits are? See, it's one thing to know them, but do you admit? Do you acknowledge? And it's not just a mental assent. It is where it's seen. People see you admitting because you're bringing others in. That's a way of admitting that this is not your area of strength. And by doing that, so it's not just mentally ascending, assenting to that. It's simply doing something and showing that by how you bring people around you, right? So it involves knowing your strengths and limits and then having the sense, a sense of self-confidence, right? So it's about then having the ability to recognize and better understand your emotions, your moods. What kind of mood are you in today? Do you know what kind of mood you are in when you get up in that morning and go to work? Do you know that? And and are you willing to have others help you with that um, area of identifying the mood you might be in? And they may say, oh, you know, Kingsley, you don't seem to be in a good mood today. What are you talking about? I'm in a good mood. Don't you see? What are you talking? <laughs> yeah, because they may see something that is so out of character. Maybe it's something that is off base. Maybe it's something that tells them, you know, man, that Kingsley is not the same as yesterday or last week. What's going on? So you can help. You can be able to to know how that is by getting the feedback and just checking with your feelings. What am I feeling now while they're saying that? Maybe I might be able to now put that in the storage in my brain somewhere that when that time happened again, I can come back and say, oh, that's what that mood is all about. So it's understanding your moods and emotions, but not just that. The other part is so important. The other part is so important of this equation. So yes, you're going to understand, better understand your moods and emotions, but here is the other part, which is so critical. Understanding what drives those moods and emotions and how that affects others. Now, here's the thing. The mood you might be in may have been triggered by something. Right? It could be a home situation. It could be your marriage. It could be your children. It could be your relationships. It could be just something that's been going on in your life. And, you know, sometimes it could be sad things the loss of a loved one, a sick individual. You know, it could be somebody who is really having, having heard something that is troubling. Maybe you heard something that's troubling you. And, and listen, if that's the case, Don't hear me saying you should not feel a certain way about that. Yes, you should, because you're human and you have a certain mood associated with that. However, you don't want to necessarily show up and be fake as if everything is okay when it's not. That is one of the worst things you can do as a leader. But simply communicate, 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 communicate. That is also very important about the idea of your mood. When you understand what drives those moods and emotions, what are the triggers, what may be the, 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 the cause of that, what brought that about, and, and, and how when you're in that mood, how it, it affects others, how you interact with others, are you short with them, are you patient, are you, you know, what is that mood like? And again, your environment will be the best place to learn and get the feedback from that. And that is very, very important. So recognizing 
and better understand your moods and emotions and understanding what drives them and, and um, how it impacts those around you. So, so here's the thing. In, in order to practice this skill, the most important skill, you must develop an awareness of, guess what? Your own emotional state. Now, I know this word state is used, uh, used a lot. And one of the first persons that I've heard use this word is in, in the context of emotional development or personal development is Tony Robbins. And he would talk about trying to get in state in the right state, because when you're in the right state, you can get more done and you can be more effective in your own personal life. So the idea here is that you want to be in the right emotional state, how, how to get there, how to be able to function in that state so that you get better results. Now, here's what I want to share with you as we kind of wrap, we kind of get to the end of our, our episode today is that when you want to um, be in a situation, well, I'm sorry, when you are in a situation that could shift your mood and how you behave from that point on, you want to be able to pause. Now, this is the hard part. And this is where emotional self-awareness comes into play. You want to put the pause button on and, and, and basically check in to see what is happening. What's going on right now? How are you envisioning interpreting that's a key word because all of us interpret and label events interactions a certain way we'll say that person and it depends on how we interpret that it leads to how our our position our state we find what state we're in so for example you might find yourself in an, a defensive state why are you defending why are you in that defensive state. Well, because you interpret something as being offensive, right? So the opposite is defensive. You you recognize you are you interpret something as being as coming at you, wanting to hurt you, embarrass you, to diminish who you are, whatever it is, it's 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 taking is tearing at the fabric of your being. And so you go in defensive state. Well the question is could your label be wrong? Could your interpretation be wrong? How do you know? And we'll talk about that, you know, in another, in future episodes, how to check in at that time. Here is what might be also a contributing factor. If you haven't slept well the night before, right? So you have a lack of sleep and fatigue could be a driving factor. Maybe, maybe you haven't eaten as yet or haven't had your coffee as yet. And you know that about yourself. Maybe you need to check yourself and say, you know, uh, maybe if I was in a better state and I had all these things, the check boxes, I've ate, I've slept well, you know, and those kind of things, I probably would have reacted differently to that. But now, here's the thing, though. Don't excuse your behavior. Don't try to justify or somehow excuse the behavior and say, you know, I behave that way because of and, and, and somehow not taking responsibility. You still have to take responsibility. I still have to take responsibility. That's what leaders do. And if you're going to be a successful leader, this is must be a marker 
in your life. So what's going on, right? And you're checking boxes, checking these boxes around you because these could be contributing factors. And you could say, you know, uh, maybe at that time you could apologize, take responsibility and apologize and say, you know, uh, here, here's what was going on for me. And I really, really apologize for my behavior. It's not something that I would do normally. And I don't want you to take this wrong. I'm so sorry. Would you please forgive me? Right. Don't try to go on and on and on and blame that on something else as if you didn't do something that is hurtful to someone else. Now, I said earlier about checking in because sometimes the way you are interpreting and and the way I'm interpreting something could be really off base. You know, it, it may not actually be what it seems to me um, t- as, right? It, it could be that my interpretation is off, far off on the left field and, and the person may be on the right field. And when I actually sit down with them at some point, they might say, that wasn't what I was thinking. I, I That was the farthest thing from my mind. And that happens in work context. That happened in home context. That happened in friendship context. I mean, it happens in any relationship context you find yourself. And when we get to the, the uh, one of the skills of relationship management in this whole series we're doing, you will see how that is done and what you need to do at those times. So I'll talk more about it at that time. Now, here's another thing that is important to really check in and get it to have this emotional self-awareness is what, what might you be feeling deep in your gut? What is this been, what's been triggered, right? Um, is, is it a word that someone has used that triggers you because it's something you have heard in different in negative contexts in the past? Is it um, a body language? Is it, is it a posture? Is it something that, you know, great grates against you? And whenever you see it or hear it, it's almost like, this is my pet peeve, right? So it could be any of those things that may trigger you. Now, this is hard work, as you can, as you can tell. This is not something that is for the weak of the faint of heart. And, and leadership is not. And so if you're not up for this, then you may want to hang up the leadership badge and, and just take a walk. Because leadership is hard work. It is something you do. It's not just it's not leading something, it's leading people. And people are made up in complex ways. But we can have relationship because when we do relationship right, then we can have a better outcome. But my friend, before we get to any of those, we've got to have better self-awareness. Now, can you see why I say your emotional self-awareness is a most important skill? Because if you don't master this and have a good grip on this and understand this pretty fairly well or very well, you're not going to make it, my friend. As a matter of fact, maybe in your, as a, a, a husband or a wife, maybe as a, a parent or maybe as a, a child, wherever that relationship is, you're not going to make it successfully until you're able to do this well. So this takes work. This should take a priority and it should be something you work on 
regularly. It's not something you do one time and it's over. No, it's something you constantly, continuously do. And, and what I find is sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Like I said, so here we go again. We don't know what we don't know until we know what we didn't know. And, and many times the way to know that is through the help of someone. It's an outside person who can help you to see your blind spots or hear and point that out to you. And that's where I find in my coaching, this is something that I do with helping leaders and coaching them and helping to reflect and helping to identify these areas and helping them to become better self-aware, to point out what they may want to work on. Because I want to hear their context and hear what it is the context is providing as a feedback and help us help that leader to regulate, right? Is to manage, which is the next skill that will come up after this one. Not in, of course, not today in this is in the episode, but we will speak about the idea of self management. Self management. So the self awareness is what we're talking about today. It's being aware of that, but then we need to find out how to manage that. Will be the next skill we're going to uncover in this series. So stay tuned for that and make sure you come back and listen and and not miss out on that when we talk about the idea of self-management. So as we kind of wrap up things here, and let me kind of summarize basically some things we said, and that is self-awareness is it involves being, you know, to to read, uh, recognize your emotions, but also the impact it have on other people. It's it's all about knowing your strengths and, and your limits and be able to acknowledge and admit them to yourself and to others, but also then to operate with self-confidence around the strengths that you have. It's also the ability to to recognize your mood, what mood you might be in on a given day, a given time, and, and also that what drives those moods. What are the contributing factors to those mood, uh, moods you find yourself in? And, and when you find yourself in those moods, how does it affect other people around you? That is part of the awareness um, awareness assessment that we're, in a sense, doing. And by the way, there are assessments you can do to see what level of what your level of self-awareness is through an emotional um, quotient, emotional intelligence assessment. And if you're interested in that, reach out to me. I can set that up with you and, and do that in a coaching package and, and try to work with you on an individual basis. Or we could do that on a team basis as well. Right, and and so those are some things that is very important, very critical to your emotional self awareness. So I would love to hear from you your thoughts on this. What are your thoughts? What was the most helpful part of this episode? What is it that kind of stuck stood out to you that was most helpful? I would love to hear. So make sure you reach out to me and and comment or ask a question, and don't forget to. Um, please, let me just phrase that another way. Remember, remember to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That really would help the show be found uh, in other settings when people are searching for a show like this. And I would, again, I appreciate you doing that and, and share this episode with someone else. Maybe share this with your team or with your with other leaders you know who could benefit from this. This would truly be helpful and I think it's great content that would help them as well. So my friend, thank you so very much for taking the time. Now, one thing I've always said and I still say is this. Now that you've heard this, go and conspire someone. And you know that 
it means you're inspiring someone or another setting because of what you've heard on the Kings of Grand Show. So Kings of Grand Show is providing you with an inspiration so you can inspire. And this is a movement that we do. So we are all inspiring other people. So go and inspire someone. And with that said, my friend, let's put this show back into the vault. So here we go. Here we go. Now that the show is tucked away in the vault, we can I can safely exit the command center of the Immortelligent Leadership Institute and say goodbye. With that said, my friend, peace out. God bless. And I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah.